This is Damon Albarn, and you're listening to Hallelujah Monkeys, the number one gorillas podcast in the world. Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys for Sunday, February 19th, 2023. I am Dylan Flynn. I am Trevor Ickrath. Long time no see, folks, or long time you know hear our voices but we're back a new gorillas album is coming out in two weeks uh yeah i think less right it's the 24th isn't it so it's like a week isn't it that's crazy and you know we we said we were going to do some stuff before that album came out and we haven't really gone around and doing it yet no we've been really busy with our daily wordle show by the way wordle with friends on youtube check it out we do it every day for a limited amount of time longer but after that i think we're going to start focusing on this thing again yeah so that show ends for goody on march 5th and then we're going to go through the archive and get all that live stuff we did on the gorillas tour before that though we will do our cracker island review around the time that that album drops and you know i think it's going to be good that the live episode kind of wound up getting a little delayed until after the official album drop because if like conversations that you and i have had in private are any indication mm. i think there is a pretty likely chance that at least one of us is going to be a little bit cool on this record. Who knows? Of course, you never know. And that's not super fun, but I think you and I both had a really good time on that Gorillas concert-related trip we went on. So it will be nice to chase an episode that is potentially a little bit more negative with one that's like, you know, just just the gang having fun. But today we're just going to do something real fun and silly and goofy just to kind of keep the feed alive uh, in the meantime. Uh, we have been on, on Twitter the last uh, week, couple of weeks, doing a, a, a song elimination contest with the Gorillaz tracks. I'd say that you have been on Twitter doing this, Don. This is all your brainchild, and I've I've been mainly sitting on the sidelines watching it all go down, having a blast on my dad. I think it was a good wait, idea. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying, you're saying I did this? Yeah, you, this was this was your idea. No, that you've been doing this. I don't even have the login anymore. Uh, wait, if I'm just watching the stuff going on on Twitter, and you're just watching the stuff going on on Twitter, who's fly in this freaking old muscle car that transformed into a plane and then into a submarine when we pressed a button. Uh, it, might, it might be a little, uh, might be a Paul Cracker situation. Maybe maybe Paul Crackers are in the Twitter? Is that what you're saying to me? Hmm, I guess that mystery will be saved for another day. I don't know. But how this has worked is I've just been putting two tracks against each other, letting the people vote on their faves a classic twitter poll bracket situation which i'm honestly a sucker for these things i love watching a good bracket play out over twitter it's just fun to see what the people do you know i i feel that like uh, as this this contest went on and on i was not getting irritated when they went a different way than i would have gone i was more just like fascinated to take the pulse of the community sure and you know talk about going a different way if you're a time-tested gorillas fan and i were to tell you hey we ran you know a user-based poll to determine what gorillas fans favorite track on the self-titled album was i bet you could just sit down with me and you could tell me how every one of those matchups is going to go out you know from from latin simone knocking out starshine or whatever happened to clint eastwood taking it all but if you were to predict 
that's what happened, maybe you wouldn't have gotten it exactly right. And also, speaking of to go a different way, go your own way, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks on Oil, Cracker Island, out February 24th. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. That's definitely one of the collaborations that I'm looking forward to hearing the most. That and that Bad Bunny track, which I'm sure is going to be a billion streamer. My favorite collaboration in Volvo Cracker Island is going to be the collaboration between my clicker fingers and my ears. <laughs> Can't wait to play that bad boy. Sure, yeah. Mine will be uh, between my ears and the parts of my brain that register sound. Yeah, and then my favorite part after that would be the parts of my brain that register sound and then the parts of my brain that kind of analyze that sound and how I feel about it. Sure, but my very favorite part would have to be when we move on from this bit so we can get the rest of the episode <laughs> done. Let's get started with the first round of eliminations. Our first uh, matchup, Man Research versus Punk. Man Research took it 54.1% to Punk, 459 Now, how would you have gone on that one, Trevor? I definitely would have gone with Man Research. That one has always been like a real underrated pick of mine. I can't remember, uh, you and I kind of semi relatively recently re-reviewed the self-titled, and I think I put Man Research all the way up in my top three. Uh, that That seems right. In my memory. Yeah, if I didn't then, I, I would right now if you asked me. This is a breakfast club, you know? It is, definitely. And you know, something I, I hadn't gone around to uh, in time for that reevaluation, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode of the show, but like, uh, I'm currently in a time in my life where like, the Gorillaz self-titled is like the Gorillaz album for me. So I was... Yeah, it's unpretentious, it's, yeah. uh, it's very rootsy, it's great. You know? We talked a lot about this uh, when we went to go see those shows, and I'm sure at least maybe some of it ended up on RDS, so and maybe we'll revisit this. But I was doubly invested in this poll happening for that reason. Similarly, the way that that maybe Gorilla's self-titled seems like a little bit, you know, easier going than the RDS stuff that comes after it. I've also been really loving the the unpretentious simplicity of the Meanwhile EP. I think oh, that's sure. a great release. That's you know. Definitely an unpretentious one. You know, what you see is what you get on that release. And what we got was a couple of good songs. Um, and Jimmy Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> the next match up here, though, is uh, 5-4 versus M1A1. Famously, notoriously one of Trevor's least favorite tracks on this record, M1A1. Oh, yeah. Uh, it did go down. 5-4 beat it 53.4% to M1A1's 46.6%. That just goes to show how much more love there is for 5-4. A song that was originally going to be like the first single from the album, I believe. Yeah, and then it was like going to be the follow-up single for Clint Eastwood, and there was that animatic, but they yeah. scrapped it. 5-4 did very, very well. We'll have more opportunities to talk about how it does on this uh, bracket as we continue on. Oh, boy. Huge blowout here. Latin Simone K. Pasa Contigo beats Starshine 70.9% to 29.1%. Uh, no contest. Yeah, I mean, that one doesn't surprise me at all. I love Starshine. It's one of the vibiest moments on that record. But, you know, by this point, uh, Latin Simone is like a hallmark moment in the Gorillaz catalog. Yeah, I've always seen Starshine as a pretty minor track, to be honest. And I think Latin Simone is kind of like one of the cooler things on that record, you know? Damon's not even on there. The groove's so heavy. It just, like, transports you to another world for a little bit, you know? Definitely. Up next, Rock the House versus Rehash. Rock the House takes it 52.8 to Rehash's 47.2. This was the first one that really surprised me, I think. Because, I mean, like, I feel like over the years, Rock the House has always kind of gotten, like, the short end of the stick for not having any Damon Auburn vocals on it. 
Yeah, and Rehash being kind of like maybe the iconic phase one sound, you know, bubblegum, trip hoppy. Yeah, I feel like for a long time, Rehash was just like the platonic ideal of like a Damon-led gorilla song without any like real notable guest features on it. It sounds like the band is there. Noodles singing. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, all that being true, I still personally would go with the crowd on this. I think Rock the House is the better song, and I think it's fucking awesome. This is just one decision that would come down to like a, like on the, how I'm feeling on the day thing. You know, I think these two are really close, and uh, I don't fault either of them for losing to the other one because they're both great tracks. I want to get down lower than Atlantis is how I'm feeling. Uh, up next, the biggest blowout of the first initial elimination was Tomorrow Comes Today beating Slow Country, 78.7% to 21.3%. I was a little sad to see Slow Country go down this hard. Me too. I have always been a really big Slow Country fan. It's always been one of my top three on that record. Tomorrow Comes Today, definitely a great track, one that has grown on me by leaps and bounds since I started listening to this record as a teenager. Definitely, you know, one of the quintessential Gorillaz songs, and I understand why it won, but Slow Country is definitely one of the losses that hurts me more than the other ones. Yeah, I think Tomorrow Comes Today, you know, Damon's continued to kind of make these sad boy crooner Gorilla songs, and in a way, Tomorrow Comes Today is like maybe the perfect one. So like, mm -hmm. I don't want to take anything away from Tomorrow Comes Today and my praise of Slow Country. I just think it's great, and it deserved a little bit more of the vote than it got. Yeah, I mean, a blowout. You hate to see that. But hey, you can't argue with that drum break. Oh, it's a great drum break. It really made the song. Uh, okay, two more left in the initials. We got 19-2000 beating Soundcheck Gravity, 64.9% to 35.1%. Uh, pretty pretty decisive win there for 19-2000. Wow, that's a real shock to me. One of the catchiest singles of the album uh, beat Soundcheck Gravity, huh? Is that the one that goes... Gravity... Eh, eh. <laughs> whatever he's fucking saying there somebody should make it an edit where the as never stop that'd be funny yeah uh one more in the initials new genius brother takes down double bass 69.6 percent to 30.4 percent again not surprising but man i freaking do love me some double bass double bass is cool but new genius is a, is a top three in the record for me so i was very happy to see it yeah another one again it's it's legend in the discography is kind of just only grown as the band has continued to exist. And I've continued to not trust people I meet. Hmm. So I really took uh, some advice from New Genius. Sound advice. What was the next thing that happened? After that, we moved on to the quarterfinals. Now, Clint Eastwood got a bye in the first round because there were an odd number of matchups, and it was the uh, number one seed. Sure. How did you determine the seeding? Uh, just play count on, okay, uh, on, on Spotify. Spotify. Clint Eastwood makes its entrance now here in the first round of the quarterfinals uh, against Latin Simone, okay. and it wins 61.7% uh, to Latin Simone's 38.3. That one, again, doesn't surprise me. I mean, Clint Eastwood is Clint Eastwood. I assume that there are definitely going to be people who, like, vote against it just because that winning would be, like, the boring outcome, but I guess they were... Yes. They combined with the people who actually legitimately, authentically do prefer... Lance Simone, which is certainly a valid opinion. I mean, Lance Simone is a great track, and I could, if there are any if there are any songs on this album that can beat Clint Eastwood, that would be in the small selection of ones 
that I could see taking it down. But sure, sure. And and there was a moment where that gap was a little narrower mm-hmm. too. I remember at one point it was like forty five yeah. to fifty five or something. So yeah, I mean, you know. But I can I just I wasn't checking the replies too thoroughly, but I can only imagine there was like every time Clint Eastwood showed up, there was at least like one account responding like, Are we really gonna let Clint Eastwood take the whole thing? Every time. Yeah. Yeah, you you were correct in your assessment there. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had 5-4 versus Rock the House, which 5-4 took 58.7% to Rock the House's 413 I got to say, if there was one matchup in this whole elimination that like came the closest to making me salty, it was this one. Because I'll tell you something. I think 5-4 is kind of shitty. 5-4 is in like probably like the lower tw- lowest 20% of the album. For me, I definitely don't think it has the juice to take out Rock the House. I mean, that fucking second verse, the second verse that Dell takes on Rock the House, the one where he wants you to party down with Vega and Candor. Yeah. What does 5-4 have going on that you cheated my dad off? Hey, a lot of people relate to the experience of having their dad turned on. Oh my God, fucking Bella Hadid's on the screen and my dad's pitching a tent over. This is just like that Gorillaz song. I'm going to vote for it. It's happened to us all at one point in our lives. The next matchup was 19-2000 versus Man Research. Sadly, Man Research's journey stops here, 39% to 19-2061. Very, uh, very predictable. I think. I think anyone would predict that nineteen two thousand is going to go pretty far in this tournament. But again, in my personal heat rankings, I don't think I would pick nineteen two thousand over Man Research. Yeah, I don't know. That's a close one for me. I might go nineteen two thousand just for kind of how deliriously bubblegummy joyous it is. And I think that the, I think that the Miho here you goes and the. The Tina Weymouth the la 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 las are pretty great. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna put Damon's. Hold on, now we're coming back out among the things that take the one over the top for you. It is a good element, but I mean, so is this is a breakfast club. And let me tell you something. If I ever open a gorilla's themed diner, I'm certainly putting that on my breakfast menu, a, a breakfast club sandwich. Definitely there. Definitely. It was It was interesting that the two songs on the album with the most notable demon ad libs uh, yeah, that is wound up going head to head. No kidding. Toe to toe. And uh, the last matchup of the quarterfinals, Tomorrow Comes Today beats New Genius Brother 61.6% to 38.4%. Would not be my choice, but I'm not surprised to see Genius go down to tomorrow here. Sure. This one, uh, another one that I think is interesting to see matched up because those two songs, you know, back to back on the record, I've always felt like they have very similar energies. Yeah, I would say Kid Koala's big moment here is on is on New Genius Brother too. I mean, you know, I get it. Obviously, Tomorrow Comes Today, it's a it's a beloved fan fave. Yeah, but I mean, hey, so is so is New Genius. And you know, like the whole never being played live until like a few months ago thing has won it. Uh, uh, a real place in the hearts and minds of Grills fans, I think. I think one thing we got to remember, of course, is that Tomorrow Comes Today is being helped by having such a memorable and dynamic music video. Oh, sure. I mean, the way they were able to get 2D's mouth synced up to Damon's vocals, just, I don't, it had never been done before. People talk all about 2D's mouth, and and let me tell you something, it sure is moving in that video, but there's not enough attention giving to Noodle and Russell and Murdoch blinking. Sure. And, you know, don't don't forget that that was the video that broke Banksy to the world. <laughs> That's true. He owes it all. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got semifinals. Two matchups here uh, to see who gets into the finals here. Wow. 
Uh, first round, I'm going to save for last. Let's talk about the second round of the semifinals. When tomorrow comes today in 19-2000, went head-to-head, I honestly had no idea how this was going to go. I feel like sure, I, I did not have my finger on the pulse of the community here. I feel like it could have gone either way. Pretty decisive, though, 55.8%. Tomorrow comes today beats 19-2000 with 44.2%. If you had to ask me to say, to predict how this one would go down, I think I would pick Tomorrow Comes Today. Again, they kind of occupy the similar similar spaces on that record, both being like the two singles that are like two of the singles that are not Clint Eastwood. But I think in the long run, there are some things about 19-2000 that are just going to like take away from its replayability, it can get a little annoying. You know, it's very hooky. Sure. Sometimes you just don't want to be here and get the cool shoe shine over and over again. You've you've been through it. You've heard the remixes. You've sat through all seven minutes of the Wise Guys House of Wisdom version. Tomorrow Comes Today, on the other hand, I think that is a song that kind of opens up a little more slowly to people. And it, that's why it just kind of has like longer legs. I also think that like maybe in the early days of the project, the view was that a wacky, cartoony, goofy gorilla song was better than maybe a sad gorilla song or even a sexy gorilla song. Uh, but the Zoomers have kind of tipped the scale the other way. I feel like they love some fucking sad boy 2D shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, it's just fuel for all those great uh, two doc fix. Oh, the two doc fix. Yeah. They live on this kind of shit. This, Broken, all those songs, right? Definitely. Yep. Uh, okay, so then 5-4 and Clint Eastwood went up against each other. And when I went to bed that night, Clint Eastwood had a commanding lead, 55, I want to say, over 5 four. 45. Yeah. And I had like two or three people quote retweeting it saying like, come on, 5-4. Clint Eastwood wins every time, 5-4. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I went to bed. I woke up and w- to my fucking utter shock, the the contrarians had it. 5-4 takes down Clint Eastwood. And here's how close it was, Trevor. 50.5% to 49.5%. That's some close close shit that's i think pretty exciting and no matter how invested you are in seeing your favorite song take this thing and i'm sure there were people who were invested in seeing clint eastwood you know take what they consider to be its rightful place as the winner of a competition like this but you just gotta admire the fact that things can go off the rails like this you know like people can choose chaos and like actually impose their will on these systems. I completely agree. And entertainment factor wise, this is what the outcome you want to see. Even if I personally would listen to Clint Eastwood 20 times before I would listen to five, four, one time, but like Clint Eastwood is my favorite song on the album. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the boring choice, but I do think it's the winner when you pit all these guys against each other. But like, yeah, I got a little, you know, chaotic element in my brain that's like, 5-4 taking it out? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's so. the vo- that's the power of the freaking people, you know? When we put our minds together, we can do anything. We could topple oligarchies. We could get Clint Eastwood out in the semifinals. Box populi. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking Latin for Latin Simone for voice of the people. Unite, folks. Uh, okay, so now we're here in the championship match of 5-4 versus Tomorrow Comes Today. Let me let you behind the curtain. Technically, this is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Right now, it looks like Tomorrow Comes Today has got it. 52.7 to 5-4 is 47.3. Maybe I will go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow morning with another crazy upset. But it looks like Tomorrow Comes Today is taking this one uh, down. I was kind of wondering if if 
was it that people wanted 5-4 to win this whole thing, or was it a vote against Clint Eastwood? It's looking a little bit more like the latter now. Sure, and you know, that's perfectly valid. And like you said, who knows? Maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and everything will be topsy-turvy, and the fans will have decided that 5-4 is the best song on the Gorilla self-titled album. When, t- when tomorrow comes today? Is that what you're saying, Trevor? Wow, that would be ironic if that thing were to happen in real life and it spelled the end of uh, that song's chances of winning one in it well this was a lot of fun and i think we're going to do it again uh starting right away with the demon days bracket but i wanted to run a couple of things by you read that bracket trevor and just get your input yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out because i feel like the big populist choice does not have as much of a chance of even getting as far as clint eastwood did in this one let alone winning i know feel good Inc. what is the hype there to push it as far as it's got to go, you know? Depending on what that one goes up against in round one, I could see it getting knocked out even that early. Let's go ahead and say, let's make some bets. What's your number one bet to take it all? Uh, every Planet We Reach is dead. I think that song is unquestionably going to win. I, I got to tell you, I got a weird feeling these kids are going to fucking make Kids With Guns win this thing. No. I think they love it. I think that'll do well, but really? Kids With Guns? I think they love it. I think they really do. I think that uh, that it's got that she's my caller Zoomer Gorillas fan energy. I, sure. I, you'll recall, of course, that uh, Kelly Uchis lost her virginity to that song, or maybe made out with someone for the first time to that song. I I cannot recall that because I, I did not know that information at the time. You did. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's been years. What what can we do? Sure. If I got to pick, though, what would win this whole thing? Yeah. What do you think I would pick? What do you think would be my pick to win this whole thing? Your pick. I could see maybe you wanting November has come to win. You see correctly. Rest in peace, Doom. I want to see him take this whole thing. I don't think he's got a real shot, but boy, that would be fucking cool. I think I, th- I could see that song getting very far. But again, I am I would put my chips down on every planet who reaches dead. I think people love that song. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just a little too cool, kid. I don't know. I think Gorillaz, I think Girls fans like being cool kids. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. I mean, that's why 5-4 defeated Clint Eastwood. Could be Dare. Could be Dirty Harry. No, it's not going to be Dare. I don't think it'll be Dirty Harry either. Unless, like, all the fans uh, that were picked up by New Gold are just really here for <laughs> Booty Brown. Maybe you can help me decide about this, because I think I know how I'm going to do this, but I would love to hear your official verdict on this. I want to include intro as the bottom seed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that that song's got to be on there for sure. Okay, cool. And the other thing is, like, I should not combine Don't Get Lost in Heaven and Demon Days, right? I should do the bad thing that the record company did and make it two tracks? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think all of our listeners, when they go to the go to vote, they should consider whether they're voting for the version of the song that crossfades into the next one. Or, or the, if they're just... <laughs> the ruined Spotify version. Yeah. <laughs> where it fades out and then you get a little tail of it at the beginning of Demon Days. Awful. Spotify needs to be abolished. It kind of makes that whole album not worth listening to, that one moment. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the trolls will make intro take this whole thing. Oh, that'd be fun to watch. Just, you know, wake up and choose violence, guys. It'll probably be up be up against, like, the two seed, though, so it'll be a tough one for it, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's all we got to do today. We don't got nothing else to do today. We're done. Before we sign off, let's just do one final, because the, the listeners are probably not going to hear from us until the album drops. Let's do one final temperature check. How are you feeling about this little album called Cracker Island that's about to 
walk through the door and introduce itself to us. I'm trying not to think about it too much because Mm -hmm. I've been exposed to this material way more than I would have chosen to if it was just me. But my kid really likes some of those songs. And, you know, speaking of being exposed to the material, I think, you know, if you're keeping up with the promotional cycle, and if you've been to a couple concerts like we have, you've already heard what? two-thirds of this record by this point i think yeah it's a short record to begin with too yeah um i'll say this and this is a good enough place to talk about this as any because we'll probably be more focused on the song yeah i really enjoyed the silent running music video like significantly more than i've enjoyed a gorilla's video in some time sure so i felt like my goodwill in the pre-release uh moment of cracker island kind of peaked with that video rollout because i was like man cool song cool video yeah we haven't talked about it on the program yet but you are on record as being a really big fan of silent running that's true i think silent running is by far the best of these pre-release tracks i really really like it it's it, i like it better than probably anything on song machine i mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite gorilla song since like trans i would say it's got like real great classic plastic beach vibes for sure yeah and it's uh it's got uh, real grower potential and as somebody who's probably heard it a hundred times not because i would have done that if it were up to me i'm a 34 year old man and i'm not fucking putting a song on repeat and dancing around to it like a hyper fixated person would i've it's really grown and held up and i think it's a really strong song i'm trying not to think about this record until i have the whole thing in front of me despite having heard so much of it and knowing how i feel about so much of it and some of that some of those feelings not being especially positive ones um but I, I'm ready for some magic to happen, you know? I'm ready to, like, hear this whole thing play out in, like, the way that it moves through these tracks and, like, hearing them next to each other in a certain way and suddenly to be like, I get it now. I see what they were doing here, and this is, like, a cool package. This is my hope is what happens. I don't know if I'm anticipating having a moment like that because when I think about all of the songs we've heard from this album, we have heard the album opener, We have heard the album Closer. We have heard the penultimate track on the album. Mm -hmm. I think we've even heard like the side A closer and the side B opener by this point. I would need to double check, but like we've heard some songs in the middle. And I feel like I have a pretty good idea of the shape that this album is going to take. And I, I just don't know if it's going to reveal itself to be like, what is the phrase? Like greater than the sum of its parts. I feel like... yeah. Starting with Song Machine, Gorillaz might be transitioning to a project where, like, the parts are kind of greater than what they add up to be. Uh, you know, here's what I will say. Uh, two of my least favorite Gorillaz songs are definitely on this album, mm-hmm. and they're not Cracker Island or New Gold. <laughs> That's right, but we'll talk about that more when it's time to actually dig into the record. Hot takes are coming, so get ready to fucking grind your axes, folks, because mm-hmm. we'll be back to maybe rain on your parades. Or maybe we won't. Maybe really Damon had a plan all along and we'll see the vision. Sure. You know, there's just something divine guiding him. I don't remember what happens now. Oh, I do. If you want to get involved with the Demon Days elimination poll, I would direct you over to our Twitter at Gorillas Fancast, F-A-N-C-A-S-T. I'm not going to spell gorillas. What if you didn't know how to spell gorillas? Why are you listening to the show? That would be a weird situation. Hmm. And hey, why don't you check out uh, the daily Wordle podcast that Dylan and I do, uh, Wordle with Friends? That's we're calling it a we're calling it a day. We're wrapping it up in just a few short weeks, but there's a backlog of over 300 episodes for you to listen to. They're all about 10 minutes, and yep. they're they're pretty entertaining. I think at least they're very digestible. They're very funny at times. We're so funny. We're just so funny, Trevor. You and I are you. 
and I are a real laugh riot, I would say. But until we come back to talk about Cracker Island, I've been Dylan Flynn. I've been Trevor Ickrath reminding you that that's just how it goes in the city wonder. No, that's not what I say here. <laughs> Don't get lost in heaven. Demo. This has been a production of The Lighthouse Keepers Company. Culture Illuminated.